Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, uh, I know you've already had a podcast this week uh, and I'm very sorry if you are one of those people that when I asked how often we should be doing this podcast, uh, you said less than weekly uh, and now here's two in one week. Um, but this is just a little bonus one. Uh, this is some stand-up material I did at the very lovely Lollitics gig at the Black Heart in Camden on May the 17th uh, and it's stand-up about Boris Johnson and the London mayoral election and the EU referendum and it's not going to be relevant for very long so I thought I may as well send it out to all of you for a quick listen. Um, Lollitics is Chris Coltrane's absolutely brilliant political uh, comedy gig. Um, it happens on the third Tuesday of every month uh, and you can check out lolliticscomedy.com uh, if you would like to find out when and where it's on and who's on there. Um, and also they've got their own podcast as well so do check out the Lollitics Comedy Podcast. Um, I should also say on this material um, the beginning bit I mentioned something about being filmed by Sky News. That's because they were there filming. Uh, I probably should have explained that in the set but hey ho, uh, Anyway, um, have a listen and enjoy. Bye. Hello. I, uh, I suppose this is going to be the most favourable way I can appear on Sky News, isn't it? Um, I... Uh, do you um, just uh, off the cuff? I I, uh, I was quite sad to hear that Natalie Bennett was stepping down from the Green Party. I sort of hope that they'll get Caroline Lucas back, and that way they'll be recycling an old leader. So. Just to echo on a couple of things that Chris was saying. I. Uh, I was really, I was pleased when Sadiq Khan got elected. Um, I looked on social media that day, and all these racists were kind of going, uh, "Now that there's a Muslim mayor in London, I'm never setting foot in London again." And I thought, "Wow, he's already solved the overcrowding problem. Well done, Sadiq. Uh, he's a fast mover. He's very good." And then they said, they said, London will fall now there's a Muslim mayor. And I thought, brilliant. That means house prices will probably drop. He's very good. He's really very good. I. Uh, I have to say, because I was, I mean, I, and I, I say I'm pleased he won. I don't really think, 
I wasn't that bothered by either of them originally. You know, I sort of, every time they kept saying, which of these two represents London? I kind of thought, well, neither of them, because London's interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, I, said, I mean, but obviously not. So, and I mean, before we even get to the kind of uh, racist stuff from Zach Goldsmith, there was a picture of him where he was unable to drink a pint, right? I don't know if you saw that, but he was holding a pint glass and he was using his, his other hand to kind of cup the bottom of it so, to help him hold And I just thought, that is not London. Londoners can drink a pint. It's just that we do it with a haunted look in our eyes that says, for the price of this, I could have bought a flat in the northeast. That's, that's all it is. It's very different. Um, yeah, and then, and then obviously his campaign was, was disgusting. I mean, I, I, I did sort of wonder, right, because he kept hanging on that, that Sadiq shared a platform with extremists and all this, and you thought, yeah, it's because it's he was a human rights lawyer, and that's what they do. And I sort of think maybe, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, think, I sort of think maybe it's just a problem that conservatives have with understanding what human rights means. Do you know? Because I'm sure every time one of them hears, human rights, what next? Animal rights? <laughs> Special rights for children? Where will it end? No. Just a, yeah. But no, I think, I think, I, I mean, yeah. I think Sadiq seems all right. He said a lot of very obvious things already. He said the other day, we need to do what voters want. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. It's like the sort of political equivalent of when Betty McLean would say, when it's raining, it's raining. Well done, mate. Um, it's, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we've, we've got a bad Jesus, you know, we've got a bad rap with London mayors. I mean, Ken, Ken Livingston, I think now, is the only politician ever that would do his career a service by being less honest. He's the only one. And um, one, one of the comments that really, that really disturbed me that Ken Livingston said, I don't know if you heard this, he said, it's not, uh, he said, it's only anti-Semitic if you're racist. Uh, it he said, it's not anti-Semitic to hate Jews in Israel. It's only if you hate the Jews next door as well. And I was like, what, so it's not racist if they can't hear you? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's a bit weird, isn't it? it you, don't, you can't do that with things. You can't go, well, it's not murder if you send anthrax to a random person in the phone book. <laughs> but if you're friends with them on LinkedIn, you're in trouble. That's a fucking... It's just fucking weird. You know. and, and, yeah, and then, of course, we had uh, fucking Boris, who's like a bag of piglets bred with Wurzel Gummidge. And he... <laughs> I don't know. And, I mean... I just... What, what is he... What, what did he actually... I mean, really, if you look at his, his history of London Mayor, what did he do? He, he rugby tackled a kid, right? <laughs> he, he got stuck on a zip wire. Uh, he put a cable car in the only part of London people hate looking at from ground level. And, <laughs> and he closed fucking 10 fire stations. Over like 50 uh, firefighters lost their jobs. And he did this because he went, oh, well, uh, there's not as much fire in London uh, now as there was in the 90s. You can't do supply and demand on fire, you dick! It's fire! You can't just go, well, it's not fashionable anymore. It's fucking fire! Right? And for someone with such dry, straw-like hair, that's a very dangerous opinion to have. I, uh, I did... Uh, He's, uh, Chris has already mentioned this, but he's, he's already come out with, with, like everyone, he's banged on about Hitler this week. Interestingly, though, because Boris, I think Boris's uh, Hitler comparison is very accurate. He, he compared the EU to Hitler, and as we know, that's very accurate, because um, just like the EU, Hitler wanted a union of several states with free movement for people of all kinds uh, and sort of agreements between everyone uh, that would help the environment and working rights. I mean, that's totes classic Hitler, isn't it? Uh, exactly what that Hitler was all about. Um... I am. How, how, are you, how are you 
think? I mean, have got another election in a few weeks. How are you feeling about the EU one? Are you excited? Is the wrong word, isn't it? I, do you know what? I've genuinely got to a point where I thought, how can they all lose? Uh, well, how do we do that? Um, it's just out of interest. Are you in? Give me a cheer. Yay! Are you out? Give me a cheer. Oh. Uh, give me a cheer if you haven't got a fucking clue. There's a few. There's a few. It's, yeah, it's really tricky, isn't it? Um, I think the problem is there's so much bullshit about it. There was a, there was a question time recently where a Labour MP, Kate Huey, uh, Kate Huey, Huey, I don't know. Either it sort of sounds like baloney, doesn't it? Kate Huey, it's all Huey. Um, but she, she said, they were talking about how there needed to be more facts in this campaign. And she genuinely said, the problem with facts is that they could be interpreted differently. If I hold my glass of water here, people might say it's half full. But if I hold it here, they might say it's half empty. And I was like, yeah, but Kate, there's still fucking water in it. That's the fact, isn't it? You don't go out to a beehive and go, hmm, I wonder if this beehive half empty of bees or half full of... I'm fucking bees! Ah! Like, still... You know, I mean, it's... <laughs> it's ridiculous. We've, we've had... Uh, oh, we've had... Oh, I should say today, Boris... Uh, you, probably, you might have missed this on your way here. Boris Johnson genuinely said, the EU said that we, um, EU rules mean that we can only sell bananas in bunches of three. And I was like, I don't think you've ever bought a banana. <laughs> I don't think you've ever... I don't think he's ever... I mean, he was mayor of London for eight years. He doesn't know how to buy fruit. Um, do what, I've started tweeting in pictures of bunches of bananas with more than three in, just going, I think this is illegal. What shall I do, Boris? Um, get on it. It's very funny. Um, so... But, but look, look, I should say, and, I've, and I'm in, and I'll explain why in a minute, but I, I think both campaigns are bullshit. I mean, David Cameron today said that... Uh, David Cameron today said that uh, ISIS would be pleased with a Brexit, and I was like, how do you know, mate? Like, well, if, you're, if you're having that level of polite conversation with them, then you should fucking sort some other stuff out. But also, I don't... You know, I don't imagine ISIS are sitting there going, ha-ha, with a Brexit, all our plans to do with non-efficient kettles and slightly straight bananas can happen. You know, like... It's a, and at the same time, the Brexit campaign have said that if we, uh, if we stay in Europe, we're a terror threat. And you go, as if terrorists are going to turn up to airports and go, fuck, now they've got rid of that passport queue, I can't be bothered. You know, it's not, it's all nonsense, isn't it? Endless bullshit. Um, Gordon Brown said that it would be not British to leave the EU. And, it, and I suppose in a way he's right, because really the British thing would be, uh, if you're miserable with it, you still have to stay with it, suffer silently and just grumble about how terrible everything is for the rest of your life. Um... Ian Duncan Smith said that the EU was a purveyor of social injustice. Yeah! Ian Duncan Smith! He said that the EU would harm lo lowest paid workers. Ian Duncan Smith! With not a hint of irony. And the only thing I can think of in my head is that Ian Duncan Smith thought, fuck them, because that was my job. I, sh I should have patented it. You know? And, uh, and, uh... Uh, it's, it's, it's all, you know, it just keeps getting with the IM, the, uh, the International Monetary Foundation said a Brexit would be bad to very, very bad. And you think, fuck, it must be so terrible, we'll lose our vocabulary. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and Nigel Farage is already going, uh, if, we, if we lose this referendum, but it's, it's a narrow one, then there'll be a second referendum. You're like, I don't think they will, mate. You know, what are you going to do? Oh, we've lost that one. It's best out of five. Uh, best out of seven. I'll tell you what, we'll do a tiebreaker. Whoever gets it first, uh, we'll just... It's just, I, I'm genuinely expecting someone to next go, the four horsemen of the apocalypse reckon a Bremaine would be brilliant for them. It's fucking ludicrous. Um, and it's... Uh, 
I sort of think there, there. I mean, I've been trying to look into. It. I think it's very, it's very tricky, really, because I think one of the main there are reasons that I don't like the EU. I think there are things like the part of the globalisation, the t uh, TTIP, Transatlantic Trade Initiative Partnership. I think that's right, and you know about how which would which would make reversing privatisation illegal. Uh, it would mean that companies could sue countries if they felt they weren't helping their product. I mean, you could get something like KFC suing Slovenia because it looks like a chicken from above on a map. You know, things like that. Um, but then, and, and, but there's there's a lot more. That I think there's, there's environmental policies that are useful. Um, I think you know, oh, we've got 2.2 million EU migrants in the UK. Yeah, all right, but there's 2.1 million UK migrants in the EU. And I don't know about you, I'd prefer people from Europe who want to work here to come here rather than those lazy fuckers in the south of Spain who are only good at getting sunburnt and robbing trains. And um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And I just think as well that really, you know, if we leave the EU, we're stuck with these bastards all by themselves. And that's fucking terrifying, isn't it? Um, you know, I, I, just, I just don't think that they're going to... People go, oh, well, if we leave the EU, I'm sure they'll make their own working rights laws. <laughs> doubt, doubt it. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, there was a little bit more about the BBC and John Whittingdale, but it was new material, and I'll be honest, it was rubbish, so I cut that bit. Um, we'll be back to a normal-length podcast next week. Uh, hopefully you've listened to this week's already. If not, check that one out. Uh, and, of course, do review us on iTunes, or, I mean, wherever you like, really, in um, a hotel reception book. Put a little review there if you fancy it. Uh, might maybe just write it on a post-it note, stick it on lampposts in your area. Um, cool, and we'll see you in a few days' time. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.